Loud music, heavyweights, strong friends. This is GGPL. I don't know if I was more intimidated by the amount of weight being lifted around me on the platform or or at least at the time what I what I was seeing as a spectator or if I was more intimidated by the idea of wearing a singlet. <laughs> We're going to talk about powerlifting competitions, the meet experience getting onto the platform today which is uh for most of us, the culminating experience, that's kind of the whole effort. That's where you go. All the work that we put in, all the food that we eat, all those reps and the sets that we're doing, um, all of our, our whole programming, our whole intent, the whole purpose of what we're doing is to add to that total on that day, getting up there, um, getting none attempts and just doing what we thought was impossible and doing better than we did last time. And uh, before you even get there, obviously, you got to do it the first time. So today, we're going to talk about if you've never done a meet, what does that look like, what to expect, how to prepare for it. And uh, I'll share a little bit about uh, our first powerlifting meet that we had, uh, me, my wife, Shari, and our son, which was a couple of years ago. Uh, so welcome to another episode of the GGPL podcast. This is your host, David Hensler. Um, I think this is the year 2020 now that this is getting released. So happy new year, unless that happened already. So again, happy new year again. Uh, so here we are, 2020. <laughs> um, GGPL started just, uh, well, you know, the formal GGPL started within the last little over a year ago, uh, but that's something that we all do. It's a worldwide community. Uh, if you train at home, you like to lift heavy shit, you are GGPL. Uh, it's bigger than a brand. Uh, you know, we got a lot of things going on. Everything from um, we—I just lost my train of thought. Holy shit! Where is my coffee? Oh, sanctioning meets. So we do have GGPL meets. Uh, it is international. Uh, we are, I'll call it our federation, but really we just trying to get everyone, if you want to compete at home, the opportunity to do so. So on that note, we are going to be talking about the powerlifting meet. What does that actually look like? What does it mean to compete? What to expect? So if you've been on YouTube or any social media platform, I'm sure you've seen something related to a powerlifting meet. And it's usually like a shit ton of posts and videos and pictures and uh, may or may not have uh, medals and bloody noses and uh, bloody foreheads and what looks like their their quads are all widened out and they look like ghosts or uh, who knows, right? So we're let's get into what that actually even means. And uh, for us, when Shari and I, so this would have been around 2017, uh, when we were kind of, you know, we had been tinkering around with strength training, trying to figure out what the hell we're going to be doing with this stuff. And um, I was still kind of doing the 531 uh, type thing. And um, I think what we had done is we weren't really sure. We wanted to get in, to be a part of the powerlifting community here in uh, Cedar City, Utah. And uh, we weren't really sure where to go. But as we researched it, you know, in terms of like, 
where do they have meets? We didn't really know how federations worked. We didn't know how anything really worked, what to expect, any of that kind of thing. We just saw what we, uh, you know, whether it was on Instagram or YouTube or Facebook or wherever. So it seemed like there was a trend and the trend was, oh, it's going to be, you know, at a CrossFit gym or something like that. So not necessarily at a, at a commercial gym. So we went to a CrossFit gym here and uh, just pretty much walked in, introduced ourselves, said, Hey, you know, we're, you know, we're, we train at home and we're interested in looking at some powerlifting meets. And then it just so happened that day. Um, the guy's like, actually, I got one of my, um, uh, CrossFit level one coaches here and he's a competitive powerlifter and he's certified with, uh, one of the federations. So let me introduce you to him. So we're like, Oh man, this is perfect. This is awesome. So this yoked, super jacked guy, a little taller than me walks up, introduces himself. And uh, we just start talking a little bit and, you know, he's talking about, you know, how he trains, what his lifts were. And um, it was, we were just so enthralled about it. We're like, wow, this is so amazing. He's throwing out numbers I never even thought were uh, comprehensible. And, um, you know, he talks to me a little about nutrition and getting weight and weight classes and how he, you know, he went from like 140, 150 pounds. And I think at the time he was 245. And uh, he was just huge barrel chested dude, like all quads, giant back, huge arms, the whole deal. And uh, anyway, so we... Uh, he told me that they actually were having like once a week, they would have uh, these powerlifting classes. So we're like, oh shit, that'd be awesome. So we started popping in there and, you know, we were training in the morning. And so we just decided, oh, we'll just go in on Wednesday night and get some coaching. So we go there and we start um, meeting with this powerlifting coach. And, you know, the class is mostly CrossFit athletes and they're just, you know, each week we'd focus on a specific lift. So we'd either do squat you know, bench or deadlift, but we told him, Hey, we're kind of on this thing. So on Wednesdays, we normally do this lift. He's like, yeah, that's fine. Just come. When you come to the class, just, you know, let me know what you're doing. And, um, you know, you could participate with me or not. And I'm, I'd be happy to help you out with form or whatnot. So he was super helpful form and technique because, you know, when it comes to a meet, there's, you know, you have squat depth, uh, your bench has to be paused. And, uh, we weren't really sure how long it had to be paused. I didn't know how to arch, uh, not correctly anyways. At least I had never ever had anybody look at me and critique it or look at my my hand placement on squats or on bench or talk about optimal leverage for deadlift. So it was really helpful to have that experience. But he was the one who brought up the idea. He's, he asked us, well, have you ever done a meet? And we we're like, oh, shit, no. I mean, that the whole idea was so stressful. We didn't know what that even meant. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to be out there and you know, I, I don't even know if I could bench 300 pounds at that point. So I was like, I'm expecting a meet to be what you see on YouTube. Like you walk in there and you got all these seven, 800 pound squatters, you know, they, they deadlift about the same. They're benching four or 500 pounds. I'm like, damn, that's intimidating. I, I don't want to be that guy walking in there being like, hey, what's your squat? And be like, yeah, you know, 365, 370. What's your bench? Oh, uh, you know, like 265, 275. What's your deadlift? Yeah, you know, for something, 405, maybe 440. <laughs> so, I mean, I I didn't, I wasn't really sure what, what to expect. It was super embarrassing. And, and uh, A, that was for me. For my wife, she will not mind me sharing this, but for my wife, it was completely different. Because uh, if there are any women listening, you know uh, women lifting in public forms 
forums, there are uh, different things to consider. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. So we would go. So we had been training at home for a while, uh, years, in fact. And uh, so this is our first time kind of going out into a public domain, so to speak, in, a, in another gym. And it's a it's a pretty small group. Uh, some nights we'd only have like three other people. Other nights there'd be nine, 10, 11. And we'd invite people. We're like, hey, come check it out, man. It's awesome. And it was cool because it wasn't at our house or anything. So we didn't have to worry about bathrooms or space or kids or dogs or whatever. And uh, so we, we built some really cool relationships there. There's And it was really good for my wife because there's a lot of women there. And uh, on that point, uh, my wife would be super – because as, as we got into powerlifting, so she started lifting heavier, which means she was straining more, which means there was pee on the ground. So <laughs> we <laughs> – so we got to the point where uh, our son started coming with us. And uh, whenever we were deadlifting or squatting, we would have to kind of stand guard because, oh, it's so overwhelming for her. And I'm really empathetic, not just to her, but to all women who have that pelvic floor uh, issue. And, and it happens and it has nothing to do if you, if you did or did not have babies. I make it happen to anyone. If you're a woman, it has more to do. She, I'm going to get her on her one time to talk about it because she did a, the whole physical therapy thing, which we'll get into it another time. But I do remember like in this, it was really, uh, I wasn't really sure what it was and it doesn't really get talked about a whole lot. And, um, I'm not really sure how to approach this. I'm not going to be politically correct about it. But uh, women who lift heavy are going to pee on the ground, guys. And if you can't handle it, then get the fuck out. Like, go find something else to do. Like, I don't know, stay at home and play on your uh, video games or whatever. But if uh, if you can't handle it, you're in the wrong arena, right? Women can tolerate how we, you know, we stink and we cuss. We talk about stupid shit. So I think it, in all fairness, let's bring uh, some <laughs> equitable expectations when it comes to the uh, specific physiological responses to lifting heavy. So with women and especially with my wife, heavy squats, heavy deads, pee on the ground. So what we would do is, uh, you know, it's so difficult for her because she really want to push herself, but the harder, you know, the heavier it got, the more it happened. And it has nothing to do if your bladder is full, like it's so unrelated. And uh, so she started researching it. And I know there's a lot of, um, female powerlifters who were talking about it and we were able to find a talk, you know, what they wear, whether it's a type of, uh, you know, underwear or there's other methods they could use. So it absorbs it. And, uh, it was really daunting and really overwhelming. So we had not only were we thinking, Oh, the weight we have to lift. And plus you got to wear these freaking weird ass 1935 looking swimsuits called singlets. And we're like, oh, man, that's freaking amazing. And uh, and on top of that, my wife's like, well, that means I'm going to be in front of everyone. I'm going to pee everywhere when I squat and I deadlift. So there's a lot of factors going in together when we were considering a powerlifting meet. And <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a lot more to it. Um, there was also the emotional and the mental side, whether it was confidence, whether it was how do you peak, how do you prepare? We didn't understand how any of that kind of stuff works. So we'll just get into uh, our direct experience. So we, what we did is uh, similar to an experience we had a few years prior. Um, you may have heard me talk about the one, I did a single 
Solitary One uh, natural bodybuilding show in Vegas back in 2014. That was for my 35th birthday. And um, so that was years in the making and all on its own because you, you don't know what to expect. And you, I mean, you come up with all these fake scenarios and expectations and, oh, it's going to be just like this. And, you know, you, you, it doesn't matter how many times you watch Pumping Iron, you don't really know what to expect. And so I looked up the Federation and I looked up other um, competitions that they've had all around the world. You know, and then I look up posing routines and I look up, oh man, you want to talk about differences of opinions. You get it on there and talk about someone's approach to cutting weight for a show. Jesus, there are so many different ways to do it. And if you're natural, um, it's, oh man. So all that to say is uh, we did not go watch a bodybuilding show in person prior to signing up and uh you know booking the hotel inviting all of our families that kind of thing uh so we knew we wanted to have clear expectations because going into there going into this bodybuilding comp and then walking away just going like well shit that was a waste of time like i did all that effort and all that sacrifice and you know and uh, for this like man fuck that i'm not gonna do this again so we did not want to repeat that mistake what we did Instead, as uh, when we wanted to do this powerlifting meet, there was they had two a year in this specific federation. Uh, they come to St. George twice a year. So at this point, it was in the fall. Uh, so April or March, something like that. And uh, so I called, we'll go down and watch. And this guy, the coach, is, he was one of the um, spotters, loaders and spotters. So he's like, yeah, come on down. I'll be there. So we went down there. We just watched. You know, we're down there for like an hour hour and a half maybe and just kind of watching the routine and it was a pretty mellow it was a smaller meet just one flight and uh just kind of a in a crossfit type arena and um it was pretty cool it wasn't overwhelming you know it was people were there everyone was cheering each other on and you know it wasn't like this crazy i don't know like no one was lifting no one was squatting a thousand pounds no one's benching five you know i was like oh this is kind of fun this looks cool okay we can handle this so we kind of walked away and um the next meet wasn't for another five six months so we're like okay yeah let's do that one i think that looks fun so then the next thing we did is like well you know i was explaining my programming to him and and uh shari at the time was kind of i think she was i don't know if she was technically doing five through one at that point i don't recall but i i uh programming and coaching was a new thing so i talked to this guy he's like well do you do programming and it turns out he does so you know i paid for a, a month at a time and i got into this programming so all of a sudden you know i'm doing like five consecutive days and uh, as a different type of routine and movements that i'd never done you know tempo squats and pause squats and split squats and uh, seal rows and all sorts of new stuff we're like man i don't know i didn't it was so uh, I don't know what the hell to do. And uh, so anyways, after a few months, I started realizing uh, it just wasn't a good fit for me. But Shari was doing it. She started doing it at the same time. And it really worked well for her. So what all we ended up doing is um, still using his programming, except she stuck with it. And I kind of went on and did my own thing. Because um, at that point, I was still used. To, I still like the AMRAPs. And I still like the way 531 was set up. And I felt a lot more successful at that 
And uh, the more I try to do what somebody else, like a template they had come up with, the more I realized it just jacked me up. So we so all that to say is that we had this coach who's doing the programming. Shari saw tons of progress. You know, it's brand new to powerlifting. And um, I know we order our singlets and uh, we had to make sure that our wrist wraps were legal and our knee sleeves and the whole deal. And, um, you know, that was, a, I think at this time I was introduced to squat shoes. So I got squat shoes to get used to them. And, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of things that we were getting introduced to, like how to peak properly. And, uh, I'm pretty sure I did not peak at all for this meet. I don't know what the hell to expect. And then our son, we had him lifting with us, uh, at the time. So we got him signed up. He was 13 at the time, 12, maybe. And, um, and, and uh, you know, and keep in mind, if you heard me mention this in the past, we had never heard of a deadlift bar. So everything we trained on, all three movements we ever did was on a, our Texas power bar. So it was just a stiff bar, a regular, you know, Olympic size bar. So when it, we sign up, we sign up, you know, when you do a meet, there's going to be a federation and that federation is going to require you to be a member. So you're going to pay for usually it's an annual membership. So 12 months from the time you buy it. So one thing I would suggest, depending on how they are set up, is when you go to sign up for your membership, do it as close to the meet as possible. So that way you're 12 months. You know, like don't you do, if, if you got three months until your meet and you sign up for your membership, that just means a year from that moment, like your membership expires. So that was that was one thing that we learned from that is that you can get your membership anytime up until the day of the meet. For the most part, look into that first but uh the most important thing is to register early so meets once they're full they're full and you're going to get put on a wait list so you know some gyms will announce it some federations will announce it you know powerlifting watch is kind of a good one to pull from different federations but it's just kind of depending where you're at, what part of the world you're in. Um, advertising is just kind of what it is. It's, a lot of it's just word of mouth. So there's there's different types of federations. One is not better than the other. Um, there's going to be variations. Some are going to be, you know, it really depends on find find one that's really going to be beneficial for you in terms of what kind of lifting they do, whether it's raw or geared or tested or non-tested. And then just find something that, you know, fits your schedule. Um, that's going to be within your budget, within your means. You're not going to want to find a meet. I mean, if, if it doesn't matter and you can travel and you can afford it, then go wherever the hell you want, you know, like travel to another country. You know, there's international federations, there's ones nearby, there's state, there's whatever. And then you'll learn from there. You know, you could look up records if you want to, if you're one of those guys, if you want to find within that federation if there's a record you could beat a state record or a national record or you know you can find out um you can register for the whole what's called a full power meet so that would just be your squat bench dead and um you know your total qualifier and then some federations require you to pay for extra categories so for instance let's say you want to this is going to be a little side note i'll get back to the story but let's say you you're in uh, Kansas and the, uh, you know, you're in the open and the open record for men and the 181s for bench. Let's just say it's, uh, I don't know, 
341. So the, the 341 bench is uh, whatever the hell it is in kilos. Let's just say um, – oh, that's another thing too. Some federations do pounds, some do kilos. So some are metric, some are standard. But let's say you want to set a record. You might have to pay for that specific lift. So you might have to pay – That it's going to be a little confusing, but find out if you have to pay additional for a bench only because that's what you might have to do to set or break – that specific lift record and usually single lifts are bench and deadlift i don't know if they do squat only but you know again that's different federations so just look into that um the basics will be do your first meet just do full power um there are push push pull options and uh, those are fun those are less taxing on the body me personally i think doing a full power meet for the experience is far more worthwhile uh, it doesn't matter what your squat is. I do. I went into my meet with my squat was not super impressive. Still is not super impressive, but I know the work that I put in to do it. And it's not for a lack of effort that my squat isn't climbing and there isn't shit I could do about it. Um, but I did a full power meet anyways. And I think the most I touched up at that point was like, I don't know, maybe 370, you know, like it wasn't. And I was right around 190 seven, eight hundred ninety eight pounds or something, you know, so I wasn't even squatting twice my body weight. And uh, but I still said, fuck it, I'm going to do a full powerlifting meet. Um, so we signed up. You got to register, find a federation. We found a time that works and we planned. Uh, the other thing is too is uh, you know, look into you got peak properly. And that was definitely something that we're still learning. Uh, there's uh, the like the last episode I talked about in terms of knowledge and experience and information, you just kind of have to find something that works. Uh, but I'd say a minimum, give yourself three weeks prior to the meet and make sure your volume is high enough for your body to adapt to transition over to intensity to lift, you know, heavier. Um, so that's something that you just kind of have to learn on your own, you know, like, I don't want to get too in depth in that, but find somebody that you trust, somebody that you feel like can get you started in the right path and something that you're just going to have to learn because the way you peak might be different than the way somebody else does. But I'd say at a minimum, three weeks out, uh, don't ever go. Well, I'm not saying don't ever, but if it's your first meet, don't try to go in and set a max attempt 100%. Um, but I would say like give yourself, maybe find like a three rep max. You know, like a couple of weeks out, just kind of give yourself a ballpark and um, then just kind of taper a little bit, deload the week of, and then, you know, play around with your numbers and don't just don't be afraid to do it and, and choose some numbers. So we went into our meet. Um, I think Shari, the heaviest she had pulled at, in the, at home was like 245 on deadlift. And uh, I don't know what the hell I had pulled. Who knows, man? Not Not very much, like 425 or something. So you know, there's a deadlift bar and that guy kind of helped us with our numbers and our selection attempts. So that's all stuff you need to, to plan ahead of. Make sure you have all your gear, read the rules of the Federation. Uh, make sure you pack some snacks, man. It's going to be a long day. Um, make sure you're ready to eat, eat breakfast, find out when you have weigh-ins. Don't, uh, I would not suggest cutting weight to fit into a weight class for your first meet. Just go in wherever you're at. Don't worry about it, man. It's more for the experience. It's more for having fun. Uh, people there are going to be inviting. They're going to cheer you on. You're not there to compete against anyone else. And that was that was the biggest misconception that I had. Is that no one really? I mean, it's not that they don't care about your numbers, but no one's going to go 
say shit that if you're if your numbers are lower than theirs, like I got you're gonna get cheered on if you're squat for a dude, if you're only squatting 325, dude, a seven, eight hundred pound lifter is gonna cheer you on just as much as anybody else. You know, like you're not going to get shamed on because you feel like your numbers aren't as impressive. It is not like that at all. It is a lot more inclusive than I ever imagined. All ages, all genders, all levels of experience. Everyone was there going to cheer you on. Like it does not matter. Like it is awesome. So go in, plan to have fun, get food that you know that you your body will react well to, you know, like plan for a full day, you know. Get whatever source of protein they need. Make sure you have carbs, sugary stuff, stuff that's going to uh, digest quickly. Uh, so whatever it is that you do normally, make sure you do that. You know, make sure you got your, uh, you know, not, not the right amount of caffeine because your body is going to be pretty taxing. So find out how many lifters there are, you know, find out how long the meat's going to be and just plan around it and plan it to be like a picnic, you know, like, so if you want donuts, bring donuts. You know, like some people do M&Ms, they do like gummy candy, uh, Gatorade. Like you want to make sure you're going to be hydrated. You don't want to stay away from cramps. So just make sure you got plenty of fuel for the entire day and really just plan to have fun, you know. So make yourself a playlist. Uh, make sure it's good stuff. Uh, you know, if you've never tried ammonia or smelling salts, um, that's another thing that you try with going into the meat, see how they work. And uh just don't be afraid to ask for help, ask for questions, get on YouTube or wherever and see if there's any other tips. Uh, the one thing that's really beneficial for us is uh, using baby powder on your thighs when you deadlift. So the baby powder on your thighs, that's the white stuff that you'll see people uh, in meats, uh, sometimes in their wherever they'll be using. But that's baby powder on their thighs and on their singlets. That just helps reduce the friction of the bar going up your quads when you're uh, doing deadlifts. Uh, get some chalk for your hands. Um, and, and keep in mind, if you go to a meet unprepared, I guarantee there's going to be someone there to help you out. You know, we always carry extra everything just because, you know, we want people to feel set up for success. You know, like I help people put their belt on or, you know, hold their wrist wraps while they're getting set up. You know, we have chalk. We carry extra inhalants of ammonia, you know, baby powder, the whole deal. You know, like everyone's there to help you out. Uh, the, so the most important one is, uh, find a federation, find out what's within your means, within your budget, um, with a realistic time frame so that you prepare for, it, and just, just have clear expectations. It's going to be fun. It's going to be challenging and it's going to be in such an adrenaline rush. You're going to fucking love it. Uh, it's going to be such a high. It's amazing. Like your first me, like, don't, don't wait until you feel like you have justifiable numbers or big enough numbers or total or don't worry about any of that stuff. Just do it when you, you know, I, we, for, we had to force ourselves to do it. And I'm so glad we did because otherwise we would have been stuck in all these weird, you know, expectations and uh, preconceptions of what we thought it was going to be. And now that we're in it, we're like, it's, it's pretty amazing. Like you'll see what it is, that environment, you know, like my wife, um, the most memorable part of that thing is she got up there and um, she, I think she pulled, she opened with, uh, I don't remember what it was, but I think she stopped at 245 or whatever, and it moved so fast. And then, uh, and we at this meet, we did not use calibrated plates, they were not kilo, they're just standard uh, pound plates. And uh, so she 
uh, went over to the coach that was helping us and he's like, well, what are you doing next? She's like, well, I want to pull over 300. He's like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, how much are He's like, she's like, as close to 315 as possible. So they put 310 on the bar and as their last, you know, her ninth attempt and, uh, oh my gosh, dude, I was so proud of her. Like tears of bias, the whole thing. She just, uh, it's freaking awesome. Um, she grinded the hell out of that thing. So much effort. You could just see it. You could just see like the temptation that she wanted to stop, but she got all the way up. And I keep in mind, she had only touched 245 in the gym on her stiff bar. So she gets to the top, super excited, gets the down motion, slams it to the ground, and uh, points to the ground at the big old puddle of pee on the ground. And just you could just see how excited and how elated she was. And uh, oh, it was badass, man! It was it was so cool, and uh, that's that's an experience that she still talks about to this day. And uh, that's something that you know, it's who cares, man? If you're gonna pee all of yourself, own that shit. And <laughs> it ended up, we you know, when they're doing the awards, you know, I got my only lifter in the age group award, and then uh, they started going through, and we didn't know what to expect, so they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna do best lifter." So they called out the male, and then. They called up female. They're like, yeah, Shari Hensler. And I was like, oh, sweet, best lifter. And I don't know what the hell I meant. I thought best, best lifter was, you know, most effort or try the hardest. But uh, she ended up getting best lifter at her first meet. We had no idea what that meant, what to expect. And she walks away pound for pound, the strongest person at that meet. And there's some strong people there. So there's obviously more I can cover in this topic. But honestly, if you haven't done a meet yet, I strongly encourage you to give it a try. Um, just go in there, be ready to have fun, be ready to ask for help, ask for questions, and go in prepared for it to be a badass thing. And then once you get in, you just build from there. And you uh, just it's all about the journey, right? So if there's anything that uh, you need from me or you want to let me know, david at garagegympowerlifting.com. Keep your head high and your hopes higher. Talk to you next time.